Welcome to What Do You Think, I'm Al. And I'm C. And today we are reviewing the long-awaited, the redemptive... Uh, redemptive? I yes. guess so, yeah, redemptive, you're right. Yeah. yeah. The, redemptive. The return of the Super Mario Brothers to the big screen uh, about 30 years to the day mm-hmm. that the uh, Super Mario Brothers movie was released, or what was it called, the Mario Brothers movie? Uh, the, was, was, was yeah, yeah the one with um with John Leguizamo as Luigi and uh, Bob Hoskins as Mario. What interesting choices! Which two great actors? I'm not saying that, but yeah, interesting choices. Interesting choices to say the least. Well, folks, uh, in case you were living under a rock or you were fortunate to never see it, that movie was not only a bomb, but for the longest time it was considered one of the worst Hollywood movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's even the uh, actually John Leguizamo has admitted that him and that they both knew it was going to suck. Like it was one of those, because fun fact folks, a lot of, it's only about half the time when you're an actor or a crew member on a movie where you're like, this is going to be terrible. And this is one of the, this was one of those times they knew it was going to be bad. Uh, what's, what's interesting about it though, is that, uh, so the, so see, did you ever hear about the, the Max Headroom character? It was a bit of a cult, uh, like ad character or, or i think it was no, on like public. I didn't. okay no. so basically there there was this performer who on i think public access tv did mm-hmm. the character of max headroom which was you know this weird like underground like guy who would make a tv show about i don't i don't exactly remember what like i think he was like introducing music videos on mtv i don't know I'm, i might be getting mm-hmm. the history wrong long story short was that the powers that be decided, hey, let's make a movie about Max Headroom, and a film was made about the character, starring the guy who created the character. Hmm. And the duo that directed that movie subsequently got hired to direct that Mario Brothers movie. Hmm. And uh, the less said, the better. That movie, yeah. let's say it did not take into account the 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 spirit of the video games. Well, the thing is, I didn't know that... Well, I, di- I didn't think about this till till recently the mario brothers movie the original one was so bad that it it made nintendo one of the largest companies with the most intellectual properties that hadn't made a movie like on record for the ones that hadn't made a movie in so many years they had the most intellectual properties to do it like other video game companies had tried but they it was so bad for them and they're also famously protective of it. And some people actually suggest that this original movie is what pushed them in that direction uh, to be so protective. They kept holding off for years, for years, until they could get very specific direct control, which is weird because they had a lot of say in the original movie, too, which is weird. But uh, Yeah, but they were, they, were, they were new to the whole entertainment industry. I mean, Nintendo had been around for, for decades as a toy company. And then they got into video games, and that was just a whole crazy market, and they'd never done movies before. I mean, yeah. Also, by the way, so the live-action movie from 91 is called Super Mario Brothers. Uh, this this one we're reviewing by Illumination is called the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, just to not be so interchangeable with it. Um, yeah. One, one thing I do want to add, though, is that when when Super Mario Brothers came out and bombed, Everyone was like, okay, I guess video games are not a well for IP, you know? And that's one of the big reasons why, like, like comic books, 
were being were being drilled for IP all the time, but nobody really wanted to touch video games because they were like, well, we don't want to create another bomb like Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. And when something was made, like it was very rare that you got a hit. And it was even rarer that you got a hit that was also critically acclaimed. There, there was a time when some people suggested that the best video game movie adaptation, and I'm not kidding, at one point, people agree, there was agreement among the film community that it was the first Silent Hill movie. Not a great movie, let's be clear. Not like a, an amazing movie, but for a moment, for a while, that was considered like the best f- film adaptation, which is crazy to think about. I would give you one better. For a long time, everyone said that the it was if it wasn't the first Silent Hill, they were saying like it was. Uh, uh, Paul W. Sanderson's uh, Mortal Kombat, which came out yeah, five right. years after Super Mario Brothers. Mm, uh, but, yeah. you know, that had the benefit that the video game kind of stole the plot from Enter the Dragon. Yes, so, so that's they what just, it was supposed to be. Yeah, so they basically, so basically they were like, okay, well, it's the video game's Enter the Dragon, but with monsters. We're just going to do that mm-hmm. for the movie. Um, and then, obviously, uh, you know, eventually, because the comic book IP got distilled to just either being owned by Disney or Warner brothers or Sony that the other studios had to basically decide, okay, how, how are we going to, we got to compete. So they started, they started going back into the video game. Well, um, to, mm-hmm. to mix success, I would say, yeah. Uh, very ironic, mixed. Ironically enough, before the illumination deal that Nintendo made, Nintendo was very, very close to signing a deal with Paramount, uh, to 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 make uh, a Mario a, uh, a Mario Brothers movie. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, but then that fell through, uh, and uh, or I think Universal just scooped them up. So uh, see, when we left this movie, you and I were talking about kind of like what was the history of this. Uh, I had mentioned to you that like, oh yeah, Illumination was the one that signed the deal. Uh, no, it was actually Universal, and Universal basically gave the IP to Illumination. Uh, oh, I'm surprised that didn't cause some head, heads to roll. Especially because um, I think yeah. around the same time, Universal had just bought out DreamWorks Animation. Hmm. So that, that's a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, wow. Take that it, as you will. It's, it's just so weird, like, when you think. Because when I found out, okay, well, and we'll get into this more, but when I found out Illumination was doing it, I felt the hairs on the back of my head, on the back of my neck, stand up because when you hear Illumination is making a certain kind of movie or a movie, a certain kind of movie comes into your head. That would be fair to say. So it's like, you know what, we'll get further into that in the review. But yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was an odd, ch- it was not an odd choice, but it was a concerning choice for how this was going to go when I had first heard. Because yeah. they had announced this like, well, the big announcement was like nearly almost two years ago when two, the meme about years. Chris Pratt thing yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, three years ago. Um, yeah. I, I will, it was I, right after Sonic when they announced it. Yeah, that, that's actually what I was going to say. Um, so Sonic comes out so basically after the deal with you know with uh paramount and uh and uh uh uh, nintendo didn't go through uh sonic the uh, the sonic ip left sony's hands and uh (laughs) paramount picked it up and obviously paramount made the sonic movie in 2020 uh everyone thought it was going to suck because especially the 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 look of sonic was really badly received Mm -hmm. and then 
you know, they, they, they redo the design. The movie makes money. It's actually the last moneymaker of 2020 before the world shut down. That's and, very true. Yeah. And, and it got a sequel. And most people say like the Sonic movie franchise is, is not the pinnacle of cinema, but it's actually pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And then let's not even get into it with, uh, with Warner Brothers. You know, they had the Mortal Kombat IP, which did pretty well. Uh, the Mortal Kombat reboot. The was, first one. Oh, the reboot. You're talking yeah, about Yeah, the, the reboot. reboot. The reboot, you know, had some problems, but still did pretty well. And obviously, The Last of Us is was is one of the big critically acclaimed shows of this of this year. It will do an Emmy sweep. I guarantee it. Yeah. It's going to really go through. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and there's still been stumbles. Sony tried to make Uncharted and with Tom Holland, and that really wasn't a success. Um, uh, but no, everyone was kind of like, okay, okay, video game. They can, they can, they can make movies out of video games. Yeah. And what, what the Super Mario's movie, the Super Mario Brothers movie had going for it, was that it was going to be an animated movie. So the ability to take from the video games became much easier because now you don't have to do like a live action grounded translation, like one to one translation. Mm-hmm. So here we are, you know, um, like I said, when Universal got the IP, they gave it to Illumination. I don't know why, because see, like you were mentioning, Illumination has a bit of a reputation. Uh, mm-hmm. For those that don't know, Illumination came to the scene like back in 2011. Their first movie was uh, Despicable Me. Uh, they're pretty much a res- roaring success, a roaring success. They're, they're responsible for the minion memes. Uh, and they play into it too. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they've, uh, you know, they've dabbled into Doctor Seuss IP with uh, the Lorex and uh, how the Grinch Stole Christmas remake. Yeah. Uh, they have two original, two more original franchises with the Sink franchise and um, the Secret Life of Pets. And uh, and then we saw an ad for their new, what I think they're pushing to be their franchise about these. Uh, I think it's called Migration. Oh, yeah, it's about Um, the ducks. It's about the ducks. And what's interesting about that, I was looking at it, and you can tell that they're trying to, like, they were trying to up at least the graphics that that, that you expect of them. Because I'll give them credit where credit's due. The background looked shockingly pretty. I was like, okay. But I'm not saying it's going to be good. It was just like, I think they're trying to, this is their, they're trying to up things a touch with this, uh, with this franchise, because that's the thing. I'll never say movie with Illumination. Illumination is out to make franchises very directly and specifically. That that's yeah. what they do. They don't yeah. make movies, they make franchises. Yeah, and and they have a reputation. So so Illumination very much uh, basically doesn't follow the ethos of Pixar or even DreamWorks in the sense of like, we make animated films for everyone. They're very much a, we make animated films for kids. Yeah, we're proud of that. They, they've they've kind of supplanted Blue Sky in that regard, which ironic. is a shame because Blue Sky's make I think has made better movies. But that's oh no, cool. no, definitely Blue Sky. So folks, for those that don't know, Blue Sky was the guys who made Ice Age, uh, Epic, Robots. the much the the ex- the underappreciated Megamind, which is actually very good. Megamind and, is DreamWorks. See, oh fine. <laughs> I just wanted uh, to say Megamind is good. Okay, there. okay, no problem. Um, but I guess yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, blue sky. And then obviously they got bought out by Fox and then Fox got bought out by Disney and Disney mm-hmm. decided to, uh, destroy blue sky. So illumination yeah. has kind of been the new number, number three. Yes. Uh, and so illumination, because they're very much 
just make they very much believe that they're making kids films uh their films tend to follow a pattern uh they usually are their animation is usually their their models are usually more on the cartoonish side uh versus something like pixar or dreamworks uh, their movies are never over 90 minutes because, you know, kids... It's kids, actually like, they, that's something they make sure of. Yeah, their movies are never over 30 minutes. There's mm-hmm. always going to be pop song montages in their movies. Always. Mm-hmm. Like, more so than in DreamWorks. DreamWorks, like, you're not going to have a pop song montage during How to Train Your Dragon. But Illumination will be damned if there's not going to be some poppy song, top 40 song, like some with where their hero is doing something fun or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, Illumination has kind of had a reputation of, well, so all, all animation studios are, are kind of to blame for this in the sense of like they hire screen actors to do voice acting. Yes, uh, that's true. They, Pixar, they, Pixar yeah. isn't as overt about it because at the very least they're willing to give a lead role to like a character actor like Albert Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um DreamWorks is pretty bad. At first, it was always DreamWorks that was really bad about it. You know, like yeah. Will Smith in a fish movie. That, yeah. Uh, Shark's but, uh, but, Tale. Yeah, but Illumination is even worse about it because they're, they're literally like, like oh, uh, uh, basically, big A-lister at the moment is is in this movie. And they're, they're really overt about it. And all their marketing just involves just reminding you, like, oh, this actor's in it and this actor's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so yeah, it, it, yeah, they're bad at that. Yeah, so Illumination has a reputation. A lot of animation fans, a lot of cinema fans aren't particularly big. Like everyone, pretty much agrees that the first Despicable Me is actually kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty well done, but that everything afterwards has just kind of been mediocre. Yeah, and and so, it's their it's their need to like really push that mediocrity and then really like revel in it. That's. I think the reason why people get or people in the cinema film world and animation world, especially because I know some animators who really get mad with Illumination, they get mad at just how in your face and and how much they revel in this and more being than corporate and mediocre. Yeah, and they 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 flat. Yeah, they yeah exactly. That's exactly it. And yeah, they, it pisses people off. No, it pisses people off. So, yeah. When when people when cinephiles heard that oh Illumination is going to be doing the Super Mario Brothers movie, you know uh, eyebrows were raised. It did not help that uh, when the cast list was announced <laughs> live, that, by the that, way, yeah, that you realized oh it's basically Illumination's mo. You get a big A list actor to play Mario, Chris Pratt. You get you get a big A list comedian to play Luigi, Charlie Day. You get the hot it girl of the moment to play Princess Peach, Anya Taylor Joy, mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah, just a bunch of A-listers. Like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, Keegan Michael Key as Toad, uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. That one and, really pissed me. That made that was laughable. I'm and the sorry. one that really raised eyebrows and question marks was Jack Black as Bowser. Really? Yeah, that uh, also. Mm-mm. Yeah. So uh, then you know. This whole meme started where Chris Pratt's basically uh, just just taking these voice acting roles from just these most randomest of characters. Like mm-hmm. like when he got announced that he was going to voice uh, Garfield in a new movie, people were like, oh, that's just a joke. And then it turned out to be serious. And everyone yeah. was like, wait, what the hell? Or what I love is after this was announced, people started ch- taking 
clips from Always Sunny in Philadelphia and doing little clips or animation bits of Luigi and having Luigi just say, either screaming and losing his mind or saying the most foul shit. That was very... I appreciated that, I'll admit. Mm. Uh, So the memes and and the kind of the, the, the press got so bad was that the the CEO of Illumination basically had to come out and say, hey, uh, just want to let you guys know that everyone in Illumination are hardcore Nintendo fans, hardcore Mario fans, and that when we went to Universal to pitch the project, uh, we were so passionate about the, the project that we won the pitch over, over the other animation studios that Universal owns. And, you know, some people were like, oh, really? That's interesting. And then the trailer came out. And uh, so the teaser trailer came out and people were impressed and people were shocked that uh, that Jack Black as Bowser sounded really, really good. Yeah, that was uh, the big thing. And yep, that was the big and, thing. And, and then the little, Charlie Day as well. And the little you heard of Charlie Day as Luigi, you were like, OK, that works. Conspicuously, though, uh, you barely heard Chris Pratt as Mario, <laughs> which, again, yeah. just fueled the memes even more. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, everyone but, heard him do the wahoo, and they were like, "Yeah." Um, but but hey, credit credit where credit's due. Uh, Chris Pratt did the did the press rounds for this movie, and he really really sold uh, how passionate he was about playing Mario. And I like folks. Uh, this this review is coming out like two or three weeks after the movie came out, so you all know that this movie is almost making a billion dollars. This movie this movie made money. This this. Uh, Get ready for the sequels, folks. Sequels, plural. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, This movie made money, and I think a a lot of it had to do was that. Well, not a lot of it. I think Chris Pratt really doing a great job on the press rounds helped assuage people's fears about uh, about what this movie could have been. Now, uh, a movie making money does not necessarily make a movie good. Mm -hmm. And let's let's be real here. The only fans more, shall we say, toxic than comic book fans, video game fans, especially <laughs> retro video game fans. Oh, yeah. Who were yeah. burned once before. Um, so before we get into the review, see, before we, we watch the trailer and start talking about the movie proper. Yeah. Uh, what was your relationship with uh, with the Mario Brothers franchise? If you had one. Oh, God. I did, but it wasn't like I was, to be clear, I was never obsessed with the Nintendo world all that much. At least I don't remember being. I will say, though, any, any, every child on the planet of Earth knows what Mario is. Not every child may not know what uh, Nintendo is, although most probably do, Um, but every child knows Mario. Um, I would say my relationship at the height of it was when my sister got a Nintendo and my parents actually asked me if I wanted one. And for some stupid reason, I said, no, it was the Nintendo that was like a laptop that flipped open. Um, I forget the name of that one, but my sister had it and she played, what was the Mario on there where you could get the big mushroom and become like giant, whatever that one was. That's the one that we played. And on really long car rides, my parents ended up making my sister and I share her present because I kept wanting to play it. Um, So that was my one like addiction to it for a little while. Otherwise, I played Mario Kart, but I didn't play it until it was out on the Wii. So my nostalgia is for it is very different from other people's nostalgia for it. Because I understand that people didn't enjoy it on the Wii remote. 
but when that's all you played it on, it seemed fine. Um, and then, of course, I knew about how bad the Mario Brothers movie, the original Mario Brothers movie was. But otherwise, my knowledge of it was pretty peripheral, I guess you could say. I just, I knew it was a thing, but I wasn't, it wasn't where my focus or attention was. But I did have moments, like I think most children, where I was super into it. So, um, my exposure to Mario, the, the Nintendo Super Mario Brothers franchise, was probably, I had a cousin who had a Super Nintendo, and I believe he had Super Mario Brothers 3 on it, because that's the one where, yeah, that's the one with Yoshi. And I would play it. I was around five at the time. I would play it, and I'd be so frustrated because you could not beat that game. Pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, later on later on down the line, like, uh, some family friends would let me borrow their, their Game Boy Color, and I would play stuff like Mario Tennis, uh, the original Super Mario Brothers. Like, I, like, basically, I was always borrowing... Like, people would let me borrow their, their Game Boy or their Nintendo, and I would just play a Mario game. Because everyone always had at least one Mario game. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get my own Nintendo system until I was 16. And the first Mario game I ever played... Um, well, the first, So, so the, the one Mario game, if you can even call it that, the one game that I would look, seek out to play was, was Super Smash Brothers. Yes, I did forget to mention. I did. I was aware of that game. It's yeah. a great game. But so so I, I, would, I would always play that. Like, like, I was never into Mario Kart, but I, I would play it if there were people who wanted to play it, but I wasn't really into that. But uh, when I got my Wii, I, I tried playing Super Mario Brothers Galaxy, and I... Like, so, so guys, the Super Mario Brothers franchise, those, the Mario games, they're platformers and like Miyamoto, his whole, his whole shtick is that he wants to make a game that you are really into the playing of it, right? Like that's what the Mario games are. If you really want a story, he's not big into story, although he will craft a pretty good tale with something like Legend of Zelda. But he's all about the game, the mechanics, the that kind of stuff. And me, like, I like video games because of the story. So I was never really invested in the Mario Brothers franchise because there really wasn't a story to tell. Uh, like, you got to beat Bowser, you got to rescue Princess Peach. Uh, Mario never talks, uh, stuff like that. And, you know, I a lot of people really like mute characters. I can only really tolerate Link. Uh, mostly because the world of Hyrule is so interesting, but anyway, uh, so yeah, that was that was kind of my my first like own Mario Brothers experience was Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, I have a Switch now, and I tried playing Super Mario Odyssey, and it was it was fine. Um, you know, I I know people love these games; they absolutely adore them, and they 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 high they they hold them to such a high regard that it's kind of intimidating, but. You know, for me, I, I'm more of a RPG, heavy story guy, stuff like that. So I was never like, like I don't have a, I don't have a Mario tattoo. You know, I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have like a Princess Peach uh, body pillow. But I know a but lot. But you of know people, some people who do. Uh, yeah, we know some people who do. Um, but that being said, you know, when you hear like, oh, Illumination is going to try to make this into a movie, you're like, well. I might not be like a super fan, but those guys are, so you better not fuck it up. 
And, you know, there was always that risk of that that happening with something like this. So, see, how's about we watch the trailer and then we start giving our review proper? Let's go. Just like you. Do you think I know every human being with a mustache wearing an identical outfit with a hat with the letter of his first name on it? <laughs> because I don't. Bowser is coming. Together, we are going to stop that monster. How? Look at us. We're adorable. Oh, I got this. No problem. <laughs> universe out there with a lot of galaxies they're all counting on us no pressure Yeah, so, uh, see, do you want to start? Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, I, my first impression of this movie really, I mean, obviously, we've already talked about what we thought leading up to it, but not only is this review delayed, but us us seeing this movie was delayed as well. Uh, we really heard about this movie through the box office numbers and just how much money this thing was 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 turning out. Um, in fact, it made so much money that I think Rotten Tomatoes Rotten Tomatoes audience score went up because they had to acknowledge that. Yeah, we we weren't we weren't originally going to review this. We were like, okay, we're going to review Air for the week, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then this movie made so much money and everyone was talking about it. We we're like, oh, I guess I guess we need to review this because I, I remember telling you, I was like, oh, Super Mario Brothers movie is not going to be good. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. And, and I was I was ready to accept that. I was like, yeah, I have no desire to see it. But but then it made like an unholy amount of money. It's first weekend. It's the highest <laughs> grossing video game movie ever made. Yep. It beat Sonic, right? That was its big yeah, thing. Yeah, it beat Sonic. Jesus. All right. So then, we, as Al said, we had to. So I'll, I'll keep my, my opinions pretty simple. Um, actually, I'll say this. I approached this the same way I approached both 
uh, Sonic movies in that I accept fully that this is for kids. This is not made for me. Therefore, to give it a, a judgment on that scale, you need to adjust it. So the way I compared it to was, okay, let's do it. Let me do a one-to-one comparison of the Sonic movie. Short answer. Is the first Sonic movie a better movie? Yes, it is. It taps into the spirit of what Sonic is, and it's, it is just relatable enough to the older audience, mostly due to Jim Carrey's performance, I'll admit. Um, but that movie sells things just enough where you as a parent can have a good time. Uh, this movie, you know... This is one of those weird scenarios where the parents might be as big of a fans as the kids to some extent. Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. This is one of those rare cases. Like Sonic, you kind of get that, but it's not the same. Like Mario, it's like, and and from yeah, for the most part, you've got the parents who are as big of fans or were at one point, so they have that nostalgia factor for it. So when you look at it from that way, you have to accept that the fact that this movie is still going full kid uh, is an unfortunate weakness of it when it had this whole other audience to grapple with. And I don't want to say that it ignores that other audience, but it definitely sidelines it. Um, That being said, the film's animation is great. Like there, there's, you know, it's, it looks like the world of Mario. Um, it actually manages to draw you into its world pretty quickly and effectively. The, the downside to that is it has the pacing of a kid's movie, which I, the, the problem is that it, it moves so fast that it, it does alienate some viewers in that way. There's, we're going from, we go from the moment they enter the world of the Mario world itself, you know, with the Koopas and the, and the, and, 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 and everything else in there and, and princess Peach's palace. I think they go from entering that world to getting to, to getting to Donkey Kong in what feels like 15 minutes. Probably now was me, 15 minutes. To be clear, now you might say, if you haven't seen the movie, well, what's wrong with beating Donkey Kong in 15 minutes? The problem is he's like their first, at, he's like the big, he's, he's the first initial adversary. He's the first falling action, so to speak. And it's so fast. Like the training montage is barely a montage. They barely start walking along the path and talking about what they're going to do and how they need to f- save Luigi's brother or Mario's brother, Luigi, uh, before immediately we've got to deal with Bowser and some really poorly placed music, um, which that's another thing I'll mention in a second. But because the pacing of this movie is so energetic and even eclectic, there is there is that separation the entire time. There's mm-hmm. no way around that. Um that being said, the movie does have its moments. Um, the voice acting 
much to like in the trailer much to everyone's surprise not that i dislike jack black everyone loves jack black but much to my surprise he nails the performance the the role of bowser like it's definitely you can still tell it's jack black obviously but he somehow disguises it just enough to work and i don't think they used synthesizers or any adjustment on his voice very much um do you do you ever have a problem that like especially with like these big animated movies that when you hire like a well-known a-lister that when they talk you're not seeing the character talk you're you're hearing the a-lister talk and it's just the character moving its mouth like 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 that was a big problem with dreamworks mm-hmm. was that huge, huge huge problem where you're like that's not a character that's will smith as a fish or yeah. or that's that's Bruce Willis as a raccoon. Yeah. Um, no, you couldn't unsee it. I agree. Yeah. And I did have that I, problem. I, ironically enough, I felt I really do feel like the first movie to not do that was a movie with Jack Black, Kung Fu Panda. Yes, but that's here's the thing. That works because Jack Black fully plays into himself in that. Yeah. So we are actually, I would say for that, we may see Jack Black as the panda and we're okay with it. I think that's the difference there is like we, I, I see him as the panda sometimes in there and I'm still enjoying it. I'm still loving it. Um, but with this, he manages to hide his, his, his voice in Bowser very well, but he still has his Jack Blackisms that managed to work. Like when I heard, cause I heard there was like a ballad to, to princess peach from, from Bowser as Jack Black. And I was terrified it was going to be awful. It was not bad. It, it kind of worked. And as a kid, I think I would have loved it. Um, but the movie as a whole definitely has some pacing issues. Um, I wasn't bothered by uh, the the voice Chris Pratt, the voice of Mario, as much as I thought I would be. And I think that was only because of the quality of the other voice actors of Jack Black, uh, Charlie Day, and even Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Uh, really, really were the standouts. Anya Taylor Joy as Peach, she did her, she did the job fine. You know, at the end of the day, Peach isn't that hard of a role to play, and she did great. Um, Jack, or yeah, Chris Pratt, he kind of hid his voice, kind of managed to blend in with everybody else. Um, the only voice acting that I genuinely had issue with, really, was uh, Donkey Kong. I could so tell who that was, like instantly. And that kept bothering me. That's the one that kept getting to me. Because I kept thinking of Knocked Up. I kept thinking of, you know, his, I can't do his laugh, but his, his Seth Rogen laugh. So that was the, that was the only voice role where it completely, that completely did me in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, yeah, I think I accept that it's a kid's movie, but when you compare it to another great video game movie, like that's also for kids like Sonic, it's, it, it's not as good. It, it, it sort of rests on its own laurels, if any, if anything, mm-hmm. which is a shame because, well, yeah, it, that's just a shame, but yeah. That would be where I'm at with this movie. But I, I will, the only other thing I'll say is I did have fun at times. Like, I can't deny that other part uh, that with its problems, I still had a good time. You know, so 
the movie has a ton, and I mean a ton of like Nintendo Easter eggs, like, like literally like the first two minutes into the Mario Luigi story, uh, the the camera become the camera kind of morphs into this this like platformer point of view where we see Mario jumping up and down uh, different uh, platforms to get to the goal, right? It's like okay, this is this is a pretty blatant uh, this is a pretty blatant uh, Easter egg. Mm-hmm. And then more and more get thrown in your face. And I know a lot of fans will be like, oh, that's pretty that's pretty fun to, to spot those out. Um, my issue is when a movie tries to do that to you, it, this is my observation. I could be totally off base here. It's always been my observation that when a movie goes out of its way to just fill every corner of the frame with Easter eggs, is because on some level the filmmakers are not confident in the story they're telling. Mm. And I think while this movie does have a lot of Easter eggs, that doesn't necessarily mean that the story is really, really bad. The story is passable. Mm-hmm. The story is passable. Um, really and truly, there is a great, great film interpretation of of the the mario brothers uh story the mario brothers franchise there's there's a great adaptation in this movie somewhere it's just that it's hampered by like what we discussed earlier in the episode all these self-inflicted parameters that illumination demands of its projects uh the the pop music score uh the movie can't be more than 90 minutes Plot's got to be pretty straightforward for kids to understand. Uh, character development has to be stuff that that can't go over the head of a five-year-old. Uh, you know, parents are great, but our priority is not making this an all-ages kind of thing. This is for kids. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens is, is that I felt that I was going through a admittedly fun... But still a, a little little chaotic, a fun, chaotic, and fast speed run. Of Faster a than game. Sonic, on, yeah. uh, surprisingly. Yeah, it, was, it felt like I was going through a video game speed run of a Mario movie, or a Mario game. Um, and what sucks is that when the movie starts out, you're given these morsels of, of character, of, of backstory... That you've never gotten in the Mario games because Miyamoto isn't about that. So when we're introduced to Mario and Luigi, they had just quit their jobs working for this this big time plumber. They want to strike out on their own, spent all their life savings in making a commercial. And now they're just waiting to get a client. And uh, uh, we find out that Mario and Luigi live with their extended family in, in Brooklyn, I think. It was Brooklyn, right? Yeah. They live with their extended family in Brooklyn. So for the first time in the history of the Mario franchise, we meet Mario's mom and dad. Mm-hmm. You know, and also for the first time, we hear Mario and Luigi talk to each other and get a sense of like what exactly is their brotherly relationship like. I mean, the, the video games imply that, you know, Luigi's taller, but he's the little brother and he's a little bit of a scaredy cat and Mario protects him. But We've only ever seen Luigi react towards Mario. We've never really seen Mario react towards Luigi. And in this movie, we get that. 
And listen, I, I got to say, they were probably never in the same room together, but Chris Pratt and, and Charlie Day have great chemistry as Mario and Luigi, respectively. Like, really, really good chemistry. I was I was very surprised that I really did believe them as brothers. Um, and, and you get these things. Uh, and then on the other side, on the Mushroom Kingdom side, you get you see Bowser and his gigantic army, and it looks like a scene straight out of Lord of the Rings, where he's trying to get this superstar. I think he's trying to get this star. Yeah. He's trying he's, to get this star, and it's an amazing scene. It's like epic in scale, and you're like, "Whoa, this is amazing!" And you're like, "Okay, this is going to be a totally different thing than what Illumination has done before." And then they get then Mario and Luigi get to the Mushroom Kingdom world. They get separated and Luigi's captured by Bowser eventually. And Mario meets up with Princess Peach and uh, and Toad in the Mushroom Kingdom. And for reasons, he decides to team up with them in order to get his brother back. Okay. When all that stuff starts happening in the Mushroom Kingdom, all the interesting stuff like like the, bro the relationship between Luigi and Mario... Uh, kind of the character development of those two it just becomes a like a very 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 basic like quest movie mm -hmm. like like shockingly basic like oh we go here oh we go back here oh we're done um and it's just peppered in with with scenes of jack black being hilarious as bowser and uh then seth rogan as donkey kong shows up but it, but it's it's nothing about it it's all surface level, yeah. you know? And Even and, the one bit for adults, which is, I'll just say, there's a blue star who was clearly the insert for adults, which was hilarious, I'll admit. Even that was very surface level. I, I would say that, you know, the character development's very surface level. The twists and turns the plot takes is very basic, stuff that you'd see people write in a high school class. Uh I don't mean to be I don't mean to offend the the writers of this movie, but that's that's true. You literally just oh we go here oh now we go back oh something happened oh I guess we still win, um, but you know it's like I I see remember when I told you that this was a movie that was that was I felt like I was on a roller coaster ride. I was like, I feel like I just watched an animated J.J. Abrams movie where you're, where you're on a roller coaster ride. But in the end, you're kind of like, huh, that was pretty not like that wasn't as deep as I thought it would have been. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this movie has to be deep. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, you know, it, it's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie. And it's just so weird that on a visual level, you think, oh, Illumination doesn't want to make a kid's movie. They want to make a big epic with the Mario franchise. And then it just ends up being, you know, another kid's movie where the voice acting's good, but the mor the morals are simple, the plot's simple, everything is simple. Uh, uh, oh, you remember this from the video games? Isn't that fun? Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, but I don't know. I, I felt like you were baiting me that you were going to be something... I'm not saying you were going to be Pixar or Disney level, but you were going to be somewhere close with this because you guys keep saying like, oh, we're, we're such passionate fans. Yeah, that um, was the thing. When you told me that that's what they said, it's like, I think, was that lip service maybe? Yeah, and, and, and listen, 
you should never review a movie based uh, off your expectations. You should never do that. Uh, I can I will just say that this movie appeared and played as if it was giving you more than what it actually was giving you. And that their biggest problems, the pacing, the limited screen time for character growth, and the the annoying pop song montages, that's really what hurt this movie and, and kind of didn't make it something I was like, oh, I want to, I want to, you know, watch this again. You're like, okay, it's a kid's movie. I've seen it. It's, it's, you're not missing much. Uh, Jack Black is the best character or, or Bowser <laughs> is the best character here just because Jack Black is genuinely doing voice acting. Like, like he's like, well, he's, you know, he has the most experience out of that whole cast. I mean, Chris Pratt's done done Lego Movie. Charlie I, Day did Lego Movie too. You're you're right, but Jack Black did did three Kung Fu Panda movies. He had his own franchise. That's true. Um, Jack Black actually tries to kind of make his voice morph his voice into something that Bowser would sound like. Yeah. Um, and listen, I know a lot of people were giving Chris Pratt shit about this. His Brooklyn accent is fine. It's not too heavy. It's not too light. It's fine for for this. Let's yeah. be. I'll be more fair. It's, it's fine. fine um, uh, Charlie Day really was able to find that balance between like this is what Luigi sound. This is what Luigi, if he was real, would sound like. And that I thought was underrated because it's like you hear him talk, you go, Arr! and you're like, yeah, that's how that's how a guy who act, who's always scared of everything like Luigi would sound like in the real world. <laughs> oh God, and I. Hey, I was like, this is really good. Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach. It's it. The the role doesn't require much. It really doesn't. And Seth Rogen's just doing Seth Rogen. I, I I was a little annoyed that I'm like, really, dude, you're not even going to try to sound like, like the awesome buff like Prince of the Apes that you are. You're just gonna go. All right, whatever. Yeah, that um, that was the only that was really the one, as I'm said, where it's like I watched Bowser's mouth move, and I'm like, your voice doesn't match what should be coming out right now. Now, now, the the movie's funny. The movie has a lot of funny moments, mm-hmm. but there was never a joke I thought was, oh, this is a clever joke. I I always went like, oh, this is kind of a immature joke, but it works. Um, and I say that because you know. Parents who are going to go watch this with their kids, the best gift you can give a parent is for them to be as invested in the movie as their children. And you do that by giving the, making the story as mature as possible, <laughs> making the characters as fully realized as possible, and you know, making the humor work on two different levels. This movie doesn't do that. This movie, the, the characterizations is what you would find in an elementary school book. Uh, the jokes are only for kids. There, there isn't a joke in here where I was like, oh, this would work for parents. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, that being said. Oh, one last criticism, I guess I, I would give it. Uh, kind of circling back to the, this movie has so much, so much fan service. Uh, this movie has fan service towards a particular uh, branch of the Mario franchise, Mario Kart. And... And this is a quibble. This isn't a big, big deal. The way they justify having the Mario Karts in this movie is that the 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 Donkey Kingdom basically builds cars. 
and <laughs> that that has no basis in the video games. The the Donkey Kingdom is what it is. It's a kingdom of apes. But because they wanted the, the Mario Karts, they were like, oh, yeah, these this is a kingdom of apes who happen to build go-karts. And you're like, what? How does that work? Huh? They, they just build go-karts. And that, to me, is kind of symptomatic of, of the issue I have with this movie, which was very, like, it doesn't feel like a fully realized world. It was like, okay, we want to have this and this and this. Oh, well, we have this because the apes do it. We have this because that's just... That that's just what's in the games. Like like there was no contextual reason for it. Does that make sense? No, I agree. It just in the like, moment when you're watching it, you kind of just go with it. But looking back, you're absolutely right. Like you're like why why do why do the apes have go karts? Why are the why are the toads why why are they uh, hitting bricks for money? Like I, listen, these are things that are in the game, and I'm not saying they all have to be explained. What I am saying is that. When there's no contextual reason given for it, you're just kind of like, well, why? Why are you doing this? It just again, again, it just shows you how surface level everything is. Um, now, uh, see, I, I we we've said a lot about the stuff we didn't like. Yeah. Uh, was there anything you did like? Well, I mean, we one thing we have said we did like was, of course, Jack Black's performance. We uh, I think we, Jack Black, Charlie Day, and to a to a somewhat smaller extent. Uh, Keegan Michael Key, um, as uh, as Toad, um, I will say, I I did enjoy the look of this movie, and I oh, know yeah, that's gorgeous. Sounds, I know that sounds an obvious thing to say, but I did. It's like you could easily have seen a, a one thing. Illumination did get right as far as the look is they. Illumination movies do have a certain cartoonish look, and obviously that's going to work well for a Mario movie. But I do appreciate that they completely just absorbed themselves into the aesthetic of the Mario world. Even in the human world parts, they really didn't for a moment, except there's a dog that looks like it's from Secret Life of Pets, but otherwise, they completely absorbed themselves in the Mario aesthetic. So credit to them on that for accepting that and not trying to insert, insert themselves into that in any way. Um, I will say, yes, the, the parts that made me laugh, they genuinely made me laugh. I I thought it was funny. Like they, it wasn't clever. You're, you're right. I never found any moments like, Oh, that's really, it's not like watching the Lego movie where I was like, Oh, that's really clever. Or, Oh, that's really, that's, I'll remember that. Like I couldn't tell you half the stuff that happened, half the funny stuff that happened in the Mario brothers movie, but I do remember laughing. So it's, it's, I think, the negatives and the positives of this balance themselves out pretty closely, which I was surprised by. So that is a positive in of, in of itself is that in that way it exceeded my expectations, but it also dreadfully went below them at times. It, this movie was a balancing act that kept like falling, but then catching at various times, I guess is the best way to say mm-hmm. Um, 
for every for every moment I liked, there was then a moment I didn't like. I guess yeah, that'd be the best way to put it. But when you're when you're when you're surrounded by such nice visuals, it you do accept it in the moment more. But then looking back, you have a more critical eye, I guess. But that that I know I'm saying a bunch of other stuff I didn't like while talking about things I liked, but. I guess, yeah, it was the visuals and the good voice acting that was there um, really helped keep the movie going for me because the plot, well, it, as you, you said it, it was very simple. They they didn't feel like characters at times. With the exception of Mario and Luigi, their camaraderie was very good. That's 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 the sh that's the shining peak of this movie. Is but the thing is, the movie has this idea. Okay, let's take Luigi away for a long time. Yeah, that hurts the movie. That, that hurt totally. the movie. You take him away, and then it's like, so now we have Peach, Mario, and Toad walking along. Where and the funny thing is, like, you really don't even understand why Peach wants Mario to come along. Yeah, no, that made no sense. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, you're a human, and I was like, okay, what's so special about that? Yeah. Like you're a human too. What, what, and the movie never explains that. Um, but yeah, Mario and Luigi as a pair works. They, 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 there's a genuine, there's an authenticity there that, that I think the filmmakers day and Pratt really tapped into. Mm -hmm. And like, they're willingly the movie, separated. Yeah. For most of the movie, they're separated. And it's only when they come back together that the movie real like it's, it's at the climax of the movie where it really hits its high point where they're together again. And I was like, wow, I'm glad they're together again. But I don't really get the context over over like their triumph, you know? It's like it's like the movie was like, okay, they're gonna go through these trials and realize that they're stronger together. And I'm like, great, but this movie was moving so fast that I never got the sense that they've grown, you know? Yeah. I hope I will say I hope the sequel understands that they need to be together the ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, if for that for the sequel to work, yeah. because somehow you made a ton of money by not doing that, so now you have a huge opportunity where you have to do that for the sequel. Yeah, yeah, no, you're totally right. Um, one last thing I I will say about what what I liked about the movie just to just to kind of prove that I don't like hate this. Mm -hmm. I really and. I, I'm honest when I say this. I really, really do think that the 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 way that the bad guys, you know, the the Koopa Kingdom. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way they were all realized. Every set piece involving like the Dark Kingdom, the the Koopa Kingdom. I thought this is the absolute visually and just aesthetically, it was the best that they could have done. I was blown away. I was always blown away. Like, like a Bowser's castle is gorgeous to look at, and it's scary. There's a set piece involving Luigi and uh, a mansion that's so well done. Like th these little things, I, I was like, wow. For fans of Luigi's Mansion, for fans of like Bowser and the Koopas, it's really, really well done. You know, like, like it's weird when to say that the best part of the movie were the bad guys. Like it, it kind of cause, cause you know, it's like, okay, it's an army. These are these, these guys do this. These guys do that. It was all, it was all well realized. Like all that was fleshed out, right? Yeah. All the that's bad guys, all the bad guy stuff was really fleshed out. Like even the rules of like, okay, then how do you turn into one of those skeleton monsters things? All that was fleshed out. 
Uh, so I really like that. And, you know, top it all off, Jack Blatt's giving a very good performance as Bowser. And then when you get to the Mushroom Kingdom or the Donkey Kingdom and you're like, it's not as fleshed out as this because you're like, okay, why do you guys, why do you guys like make everything into a platform and why are you guys building go-karts? Like, no, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Maybe these guys aren't necessarily Mario fans, but they're, uh, they're Bowser fans. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe, or, or maybe there's a chance that the head of elimination was not entirely truthful. Probably. Maybe, maybe, you know, you know, I don't know. He's the CEO of a large conglomerate corporation. Who knows? Who knows if he was truthful or not? I, my bias isn't showing right now. Um, <laughs> So but uh, yeah, I see what you're saying, though. I do. So, so see what uh, what rating do you give it? I give this a movie. It, it it is a movie. It's a movie for kids, but you know, you know. Oh, yeah, it's a movie. And actually, you know when this is the perfect when the perfect time to watch this movie is if you have like a good ninety minute long plane ride. Watch this. Yeah. This is actually kind of the perfect movie for that. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you're not going anywhere. You can't leave the plane, so you can't escape. So oh, sit down. You're reminding me why I don't like planes. <laughs> Fine. Sorry. But what I'm saying is, if you've got a good 90 minutes, or even longer, watch this movie, and it'll just give you some great visuals, some fun moments, and you would you won't give less of a shit that you're... The, the monitor that you're watching it on is this tiny thing on the back of another chair. Like, you'll be so okay with that. So, don't see this in a movie. Watch it on a plane. And, yeah, it's a movie. All right. So, I, I'm giving it the same rating. This is a kid's movie. Um, you don't have to see this in theaters. Like, it's gorgeous. The, the it's, sound made, sign... it's made the money. You don't. Yeah, like... okay. So, it, it's visually gorgeous. The sound design's really, really good. But if you don't have kids, if you're like a single millennial or Zoomer who's like, I have nothing better to do. Maybe I should go watch some Mario Brothers movies. Like, don't, don't. If we didn't have a podcast, we wouldn't have. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it's like, if you have kids, go go take them to see it. You'll you'll see some things that reminded you of when you were five and you were playing the video game. Um, It's, again, it's it's so... I hate to say that it's empty calories because it's not necessarily empty calories because there are moments where I was like, okay, I feel the passion. It's just, it's so constrained by why illumination demands an animated movie to be uh, that I just don't think people who don't have an outside influence like children or, or anything would want to see this. Now, if you're a Mario fan, if you're like a Mario super fan, yeah, you're going to watch this because you're a Mario super fan. Um, but you're not going to watch it and go like, wow, that was a great all ages movie. No, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fine kids movie. And, you know, listen, illumination is not known for having a quality track record. So making a fine kids movie is actually a win for them and for my money. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, uh, this has been, our is review. it their, is it their best movie since despicable me? Probably. That's I I remember sad. when I remember when when Illumination was telling people oh our best movies like Secret Life of Pets, and then that ended up being like, really just not mediocre. true. Yeah, mediocre. Yeah. And then they were like oh well Sing's really good. God, and, sing, kill me. Sing is agonizing. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, Sing is agonizing. Well, this has been our review of the Super Mario Brothers movie by Illumination. Um, and Nintendo. And Nintendo. That's right. And uh, I'm Al. And I'm C. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Like, a, does Mario ever say bye? 
Bye-bye. Or no, that's not what he says. Let's-a go. Let's-a go. Good night, everybody.